back to On the Block with Strick and Nate on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome back to On the Block. You're listening to 93.7 The Ticket. My name is Nate Brennan. He is the Husker Hall of Famer, nine-year NBA veteran, Eric Strickland. 402-464-5685. That's the Honda of Lincoln Hotline. Sarder Heyman text line. As always, we want to hear from you. You can also check us out on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. If you head over to YouTube, give us a like, give us a subscribe. Our new goal, 2,000 subscribers. So help us out in doing that. And we're going to put him on the spot. We put Steve Sipple on the spot, I believe it was yesterday, and he tried to give us an excuse as to why he was not subscribed. So Brian Munson, I will ask you the same question. Are you subscribed to 93.7 The Ticket on YouTube? I don't believe oh, that on. I am. I need to go do that right. I'm, in fact, you guys have you, you caught me. You caught me red-handed, <laughs> man. I'm going to go ahead and get subscribed right now. Hey, nothing wrong with that, Brian. We uh, we get a lot of people on that one. So, are we forcing you to subscribe to us on YouTube? Maybe, but that's all good. Uh, Brian Munson <laughs> with On Three Husker Online joining us right now. Uh, uh, Brian, the big talk of the day, obviously, Mickey Joseph takes over. Scott Frost is gone. He heads to the podium today. To kind of address the media, what were some of your biggest takeaways uh, listening to Mickey as as now he will be the interim head coach uh, of Nebraska? <clears throat> well, I liked what he said yesterday, not just not just going by today. I, I did watch the press conference, but I liked what he said yesterday about holding guys accountable. And I think he did kind of reference back to that because I think that he'd said, you know, like they've been outworked. They've been outworked. And I, when I, when, and I think when he says outworked, it's not just like, preparing for the game, the practices, the weight room, et cetera. I, I think that he's bringing in everything. I think he's bringing in recruiting. I think he's bringing in, you know, <clears throat> how they do things on game day weekends. I think that there's everything that needs to be kind of reviewed. Um, that being said, I, I thought I thought today was a great first opportunity to stand up, stand up there in front of the media. Um pretty intimidating room like when they shoot it back and they, they let you see you know all the guys that are there asking you questions yeah. I mean it's a it's kind of the ultimate fishbowl of of Nebraska I mean it's 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 one of those things man where you you get put in front of those guys and it's part of the job I thought he stood up great to it um <clears throat> I I liked what he said about Casey Thompson yeah. um and I think it's one of those things that I I I I thought this and and I'm probably saying it for the first time. I wasn't sure what Nebraska got. I wasn't sure what Nebraska had in him following a, a nine snap spring game performance. And and I put it as a question mark at least in the back of my head. What did Nebraska actually get? Is there really going to be a, a a kind of a, a competition come fall camp with with Purdy and and Smothers and and, right. and Harburg and others? dude, he has gone out there and executed. So the pressure, I think, at least is kind of off there. I think you can help him out. I think the offensive line play can get can get figured out up front. <clears throat> but I liked what he said about, you know, we, we, we only had one guy working in the secondary. And we're going to put Chin back there to, to help out with, with that. We looked around the rest of the nation. There's two guys always working in the secondary. That's the way they do it at the pro level. I, I think it's awesome that he's getting input from his brother. And he's immediately implementing basically that input and kind of how to do his job. Um, and I like the fact that he's in control, man. I mean, look, they have sent out a lot of game day invites that were either or for Georgia Southern or Oklahoma. Today, 
today I started seeing at least the single game invites for OU weekend coming out. I think it's pretty unheard of, you know, that you still have a staff that's, that's recruiting right now. And, and they obviously are, are doing some other things, you know, around that, but these guys are still working. They're pushing. I love how he says there's still nine more games out there. We can still go out there and compete. We can still win nine of them. I mean, I, I, I thought it was, and I love the, I love the credit he gave back to the team, how hard, how hard they're working. And, and uh, I just, I think he's saying all the right things right now. It's going to be very interesting to see how things kind of get rolled out on Saturday morning. Hey, Brian, Eric Strickland. We're here with Brian Munson. Brian, some of the things about the timing of this this call, um, how would you view it? Because I think you kind of alluded to it with what's left on the schedule. But could you have viewed, a, a you know, give us the contrast on what it would have been like to have Frost going into this Oklahoma game as opposed to the change being made, a new voice, a new thought coming in now with the Mickey. Kind of view how that contrasts and why it makes sense to have done it this last, you know, this this week for Trev as opposed to in a few weeks. Yeah, well, I I won't even mention the part about the contract because I think you want to look at it from more as a player's perspective, and mm-hmm. and I and I I think that this is a great way, a great lens of kind of looking at things. So if if I was a player coming off the field against Georgia Southern, I don't have anything for confidence right now. I don't have any confidence in in how our team is playing. I don't. I'm, I'm doubting my our, our leadership. I really am doubting what we're going out there and doing every single day at practice because we don't execute on Saturday well enough to win games. Now they're close, but they can't get over that hump. And, and and I think that in getting over that hump, there's a, there was a lot of yardage and a lot of scores that they gave up basically to Georgia Southern. The offense played well enough. The defense didn't. Um, I think what you do right now is what you have done with the change of the head coach is you have taken all that the first three games and you've hit the reset button. Now, whether or not, and that's just me on the surface, kind of looking back at, at how I think it kind of sends a message back to the team. And I think that I think Mickey kind of said something about that too again today. I, and I think it I think it puts the the season still in, in the most positive of light as you possibly can. We could still go out there and win nine. We're gonna put we're gonna we're gonna have you know put our best put, put our best effort in there to win those nine games that remain on the schedule and see where we can kind of take this thing. And I, I think that those players at least have to feel at le- that, that leadership is on their side, the way that Trev said it on Sunday, there's still a team in that locker room that needs my support. And he made this change for the, for the good of that team. And, and I think that that's uh that resonates here, at least with your question that, that, that this question, that this was not just made for, long-term view if it's Mickey or somebody else that gets the head coaching job at the end of the season but for right now in his eyes the best thing to do was to go ahead and separate and move forward with Mickey Joseph as the head coach I think it's I think that's the best thing that can be made of that is the energy that Mickey can put into this practice every single day with that team and if they feed on it and, and that's and that's really what it comes down to hitting the reset going with new leadership building confidence around that and going out and trying to perform now with, with that new leadership and the changes that, that Mickey is going to implement. Uh, Brian Munson with On3 Husker Online joining us right now. Brian, I want to dive into Mickey a little bit more, but first I want to ask you about Scott Frost. I know it, it's still pretty raw. The, the situation, I mean, for crying out loud, it hasn't even been a week yet. 
But yeah. what do you see Scott Frost doing moving forward? Do you think there's still a role for him at the Power 5 level, or do you think he's just one of these guys that just is better well-suited for a group of five school? Um, <clears throat> well, I think the opportunities you know, that will be out there for him, I think it's gonna, they're going to surprise some people. I'm not sure it's going to be in the head coaching capacity, at least right. in, initially, but I think right. as an offensive-minded guy – I think it's kind of hard to argue with uh, with what he's capable of kind of putting together and, and the things that, of course, that he can add and and bring some bring some versatility to it. But it, it all it all centers around personnel with him. You, you've got to have the right guy under center. You've got to have the the right kind of guys up front. You got to have the right kind of skill position players to kind of complement all that. So I think that he's kind of he kind of needs to think about it in, in terms of. You know, whether it is an OC job at that power five level, which I think obviously he can pull off. Uh, and then, and then, or like to what you said, you know, do you go back and kind of rebuild things and, 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 and figure things out again at, at kind of a AAC group five kind of, kind of level when it comes to being a head coach? He's going to get an opportunity, guys. There's, there's little doubt about it in, in my mind. I, I think that he's going to get that opportunity. He, it, this, this change has a lot to do with how recruiting, you know, basically differed from UCF to Nebraska or Nebraska now to Nebraska when he was there in the, in the program they had in the nineties. Um, and I don't think COVID helped him. I don't think COVID helped him one bit and I'm not making any excuses for him because there's, there's a hundred and whatever many schools out there that had to deal with it. Just, just the same way they did. But I think Nebraska just gets kind of that shorter end of the stick just based on the populace where it's located and, you know, your, your need to bring kids in on a game weekend and not having fans in those stands and not having visitors, that makes it tough. So um, I think I think Scott is going to have some decisions to make, but I think he can still do a P5 job. Uh, but I think it's going to be someone at, at that co- coordinator level to start out with and then or do a group of five where you could do a head coaching job. Brian Munson with On3 Husker Online joining us. Uh, Brian, I think one of the biggest parts about Mickey Joseph taking over is I think there's going to be a a really big gray area when this season is said and done when it comes to hiring him or taking an outside guy. I, I really just don't envision it being, yes, he's the guy, or no, he's not. What do you envision is the scenario that Mickey would be able to legitimately put his name in the hat and be one of the top candidates for this job? Well, I mean, reconciling where he is at currently with this season, with how this team has performed, gives you a great metric of, of how you how you were able to kind of make adjustments, what those adjustments were, and, and the type of success, of course, that, that yielded. And I think you also have the people that are around him that obviously Trev is going to be in their ear too to figure out how things were implemented. How was he, you know, not just in front of the microphone, but behind the closed door, you know, as a boss, as a, as a coach, as, you know, as a, a mentor, as, as all these other things that a head coach should be. Uh, and, and I think, I think that those are all things that are going to need to be compiled by Trev. I think that the wins and losses are going to kind of go into it somewhat, but it's going to be how that team performed because I, I think that he has to consider the trajectory that this team is currently on, which is, which is nosediving. It's, it's, you just lost to a, to a Sunbelt team. Yeah. And, 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 and you've had five years to really kind of get this program to where it's at and you, you're going to lose to a Sunbelt team at home. That's, that's, 
that to me, that was the worst loss I'd seen in Memorial Stadium. And I'm four, I turned 48 on, on, on Friday, and that's the worst loss I'd seen. And I'd seen my fair share of them. But, you know, by the way that they, they dictated the game, the way that they, they pushed through mm-hmm. it here, that was tough. One other question. Um, buying or selling? Well, no, not even a buy or sell. Depending on what happens in this next game and even maybe the the one after that, one of the things Trev Albers said is that Mickey Joseph is the coach and he has decisions that he can make, you know, without having to worry about him. How yep. long – How what, what would change the mindset about Shenander being that Shenander and Coach Frost were so close and they had a yep. great relationship – what would change that dynamic to to move Mickey to either stay with him or to move elsewhere? What what, what say you? Well, Chin has already been asked to to take on a different role, you know, when it comes to that defense. Right. And I think it's going to come down to how flexible and how willing and how you basically produce and what your performance is when it comes to the changes that are going to be that are going to need to take place. So it starts with the room that you're going to sit in. You're sitting there now with Coach Fisher or next to Coach Fisher. You're splitting up the secondary. Your eyes are here. His eyes are there. And then I think it also comes down to how willing, I guess, is Coach Chin going to be to kind of listen to the the input now of a new head coach that isn't your buddy, like you kind of like you kind of referred to Scott and and Chen before. How is that? How is that relationship now? How's that dynamic between Coach Joseph and Coach Chin now that Scott is not in the room? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that's going to be a really interesting scenario to kind of think about when it comes to those working working things and preparing for Oklahoma and the teams going in Indiana and the teams going forward. When it comes to how do you game plan? How open to input are you? And when it comes to the implementation of that, you know, is it is it all in or is it detectable that you don't believe with what you, with the guidance you're being given by the head guy that's no longer your best friend? Good stuff. Uh, yeah, Brian, I, we appreciate you as always uh, joining us, Brian Munson. On that's the stuff I wanted to hear. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's, God, why darn it. On, that's, that's why, why we bring, bring Brian on, Munson uh, on Brian here. Munsell. That's and, what I want to hear. And Brian, I know obviously you're here every Tuesday. If people want to get more great content from you, how can they do so? Head on over to Husker Online. We got, we've got our name now finally, and we're on right. on three networks. So that's that's where you can find us over there. So look for the Nebraska side on on three Husker Online, and uh, it is. I think it's actually like twelve months now for ten bucks because we got a coaching search special. We've actually got a great hot board out there, 1.0. We got all the comments from the press conference today. We got all still the stuff up from the day before. Uh, just head on over there, and we'll have some new content tomorrow. And I'm going to break down uh, Matt Campbell and some recruiting comparisons with how he's done against Nebraska head to head since he's been over at Ames. Awesome. Brian, we appreciate you. We'll talk to you next week. Be good, guys. We'll see you. Great stuff from Brian Munson. As always, we appreciate him coming on every single Tuesday. But we got to take a break, and we're going to get to some shootout with Strick. Not going to give out the category. Strick doesn't like when we do that. But you can still call in out, 402-464-5685. Your chance to win $15 to Buffalo Wings and Rings. All you got to do is beat Eric Strickland at his own trivia games. So go ahead and call us now. 402-464-5685. Honda Lincoln Hotline's open. Shootout with Strick next on the block. <laughs> 